Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends. I am so grateful to each one of you for listening. I am sure that if you are in ministry, you are in the throes of summer with camps and Bible schools and outreaches and vacations and all sorts of things. And I've been trying to make these last few episodes as encouraging as I can. Uh, I'm in preparation to get ready to head off. I will be in uh, Western Pennsylvania and South uh, I guess southeastern or south central Pennsylvania uh, for two weeks doing two camps back to back that I'm excited about being a, a camp speaker again. I used to do a bunch of these every summer and then kind of backed off and then, then COVID hit. And but I'm I'm thankful that God has said to get back into it. And so I'm I'm back in and looking forward to even booking some camps for 2023. So excited about that. So anyway, um one of the things that obviously, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that there, this is my full-time ministry right now. This is what God has called me to. I don't do a, a, a full-time position in church anymore. Um, I'm a volunteer in my local church. I serve and I, I am a ministry coach. I am a person who's leading a brand new ministry called Restoring Leaders where I'm helping hurting and burned out leaders. And this is my full-time role. This isn't a side hustle. This isn't uh, something uh, that's a short-term thing. This is what God has called me to. And one of the things that that I have just become more and more concerned about, and obviously it's become a hot topic in some ways, it scares me sometimes because I don't want it to become a buzz word, uh, something cliche, or just something that we toss around because now it's the cool thing to say, which is a weird, twisted thing to do. But sometimes we do those kind of things in ministry circles. We compare wounds. We compare burnout levels. Um, we compare how tired we are, how frustrated we are as badges of honor, um, almost to one-up each other. And my brothers and sisters, I want to encourage us that that's not how God lived. lived. That's not how Jesus lived on this earth. That's not the role model he was. And that's not the pattern he wants us to follow. He said, I've come to give you life and life to the abundant. And he wants us to be full up and filled up and serving him out of the overflow. Um, a few episodes ago, we talked about no margin and no mission, meaning that if you don't have margin in your life, if you're constantly running from Sunday to Sunday just to survive, something is broken. And you can't live like that. You should not live like that. Yet many leaders are doing that. Some by choice. Some don't have a choice, it feels like. But I really believe all of us do. But I wanted to talk today specifically. I want to zone in on this idea of things that contribute to ministry burnout. Uh, As if you've been following the Restoring Leaders Facebook group, Or if you're not in that group, come join. Um, That's where I'm going to be talking a lot more. I've got a whole series planned for this fall about burnout and recovery and staying healthy in ministry. And 
We've got some challenges we're going to be doing. It's going to be uh, uh, an exciting group, and that's its whole focus. It's not to talk about kids ministry or family ministry or student ministry or anything like that. This is all about leadership and how to stay uh, in ministry for the long haul to live restored and lead renewed on a regular daily basis. But I want to share some thoughts of what I have seen as I've been interviewing and, and coaching leaders. Here's some things that I have found to be very true symptoms. And if you have some of these symptoms, um, you need to stop and take a harder look at uh, what is out there and what's going on in your life. One of the contributing factors to burnout is a real lack of, of vision clarity or expectations. If you're unclear on your vision and your mission and on expectations around you, it can cause a lot of problem. But as a leader, if you have a lack of structure, a lack of organization, if you're constantly running last minute fire drills, you feel like in the football game, you're in the two minute um, clock rundown and you're running and gunning all the time, there's a problem. If you're trying to just make it happen on the fly, you know, if you feel like almost you're doing everything by, by shooting a shotgun and hoping something hits something, there's a problem there. Uh, you know, a lack of vision and a lack of clarity, a lack of ec clear expectations, anytime you lack, <laughs> there's a problem. God is a God who says, I will supply all your needs. If there's not a good supply, you need to ask why, why isn't there there? And a lot of times it comes down to a, a thing of clarity People aren't clear what you're asking them to do for how long and, and what you want to do, the scope. There's a lot of things. But if you're struggling with this lack of vision clarity, the lack of mission clarity, the lack of expectations that aren't clear, and again, if you're not clear on what you are to be doing or how to be getting it done, it can lead to burnout. Another thing that can lead to burnout is isolation. Loneliness and isolation are high on a, on, on a recent surveys list of why leaders are struggling so much. Leaders not feeling like they can trust anybody and, and that they really don't have anyone to turn to. Not that long ago, I did a survey in the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group, and I was astonished to see how many leaders were struggling with feeling so alone and so isolated. Yet we have all these networking groups and Facebook groups and conferences, and people just haven't developed a tribe, a group of people that they can connect with outside of ministry. And so when they're inside the ministry, the loneliness and isolation can be overwhelming. You know, the other thing that isolation does as it contributes to burnout is it creates a need to compete. It creates comparison. You start to look around and you start to compare your ministry, your leadership to others. That can be very, very dangerous because then it pushes you in an unhealthy direction to try to live up to those things, to try to win. <laughs> and you know what? It's dangerous. Uh, you stop collaborating. You stop learning from others uh, because you know it all. You've got it under control. You're fine. You're fine. That's what you'll say. <laughs> I know because I've said it. 
So I'm guilty here. Uh, isolation also creates this attitude of I'm not going to delegate or I can't delegate. The enemy wants you to believe that you have no one to delegate to, that no one will help you. And oftentimes when I'm coaching uh, in the KMC coaching side, when we deal with leadership stuff, and I'll ask my some of my coaching students, who have you talked to this week? Who have you asked this week to join your team? If the answer consistently comes back in each coaching appointment, no one, well, there's a real problem. There's a warning sign there. We should be actively asking people to join our team. We should be personally asking people. We should be getting our teams to ask other people. We don't have to do it all ourselves, but when we refuse to delegate and we start making a lot of excuses, we come up with all sorts of reasons why we can't rather than why we can. It can lead to burnout. And honestly, this is one that the Lord hit me with hard. The Holy Spirit got me one day and made me realize that it was my pride. I was thinking that everything rested on me. I was the only one. If not me, then who? And that's a pride issue. And I had to confess to the Father that I was unhealthy in my pride. I was thinking I had the gifts and talents. I could do this on my own. And that's unhealthy. Isolation can lead you to burnout really, really quickly. Now, I know I talked about expectations, but let's talk about unrealistic expectations. Um, because let me tell you, unrealistic, unrealistic expectations can really put you on a path towards burnout. If you're a people pleaser, like I am, it ultimately boils down to you have a fear of man bigger than a fear of God. And it's dangerous. When you try to please everyone, you will exhaust yourself and burn yourself out trying to make everyone happy. And spoiler alert, <laughs> it's not possible. You're never going to please everyone. I had a mentor one time tell me, if you, if you don't have at least one person mad, you're not doing something right. Not everybody's going to like all the decisions you make and how you lead. And you know what? That's okay. They didn't like Jesus either. They hated what he did. The disciples, yeah, they got bullied and pushed around and told what to do and what not to do. We can't have unhealthy expectations and unrealistic expectations. And, you know, the pressure of unrealistic expectations that is often perceived we think the congregation expects certain things. We ex think a leadership expects. We think the parents and families and uh, volunteers, and we create these unrealistic expectations. We create unrealistic pressure. That's and it's not even real because it's perceived. Sometimes we take the criticism of one and multiply it. You know, it's just like when somebody, I had a person come to me one time early on in ministry and say, there's some of us that feel like this isn't going well. I said, who's the some of us? How many people are we talking about? Well, there are others. Who? How many? And every time I asked the question, it got deflected and it got deflected. And I said, okay, let me boil this down. 
it's really you, right? Let's just put it out the brass tacks. It's you. You're upset with how I'm doing something. Let's just talk reasonably here. You see, sometimes we take that criticism and we think, oh man, there's many, many, many people out there and it's only one or two. You know, unrealistic expectations can really wipe us out. It can put us into a push and do a tailspin that just can wipe you out and burn you out. Let me give you one more quick thing. I don't want this to be a long podcast today, but let me tell you, when you're working for God and not always with God, you can lead yourself to burnout. If you're working in the ministry and not on the ministry or on the ministry and not in the ministry, again, balance is the key, my friends. And if you're working for God, but not with him, then you're running ahead of the father. And that's dangerous. You know, sometimes it, it creeps up like we're, we just subconsciously think we have to do only what God can do. We have to do it for him. We have to work for him. God's not asking us to work for him. In fact, when he tells us to put on the armor of God, what does he tell us to do? He doesn't tell us to put on the armor of God and then start swinging our swords. He says, I want you to stand. I want you just to put on the armor and stand. Go to Ephesians and check it out. The word stand is there. Doesn't tell us to fight. You know, workaholic tendencies uh, that we are, we kind of make justify everything that we do. Well, I'm serving the Lord. I'm serving the Lord. You know, that winds us up to leading to neglecting our health. Um, It leads us to neglect our families, our friends. It's very dangerous to have that kind of an attitude. If the only time you spend in the word is for preparation, for a message, a lesson, and not for your own relationship, you're in trouble. You're heading in the right, in the wrong direction. So what are some things that we can do to change some of this? Well, let me start by going backwards and saying, you know, maybe you need to to leave work and disconnect. When, when you get out of the work, when you, when you go home, shut it off before, as you get out of the car, shut work off so that you can be fully engaged with your family. Don't take texts after a certain hour, put a, put a, a, a silence mode on a quiet mode on your phones. Every phone can do it. There's no reason why you should feel guilty about focusing on your family and yourself. You should never feel guilty about that. Your priority should be God, family, ministry. Do not let ministry intervene in your family's life. When you're on vacation, no work. Unplug. Let me tell you, I cheated myself so many times. I cheated my family. And I'm, I hurt them. I paid the price for it. Don't do that. Please listen to me. It's not worth it. Prioritize yourself. Prioritize what really matters and stay with it. And does your calendar 
vouch for you? Would your family vouch for you that your priorities are in order, that you have real expectations, that you're not isolating yourself, that you're delegating? So disconnect from work, prioritize what matters, and last but not least, delegate. You may say, who, who, Tom, who do I? Well, hey, that's a great question. Even if you don't have any staff reporting to you, you still have options. There are individuals that if you ask them for a specific task, will say yes. Sometimes you just have to boil it down and break it down into specific things and ask for specific things from specific people. It's possible. It can be done. I used to hate organizing things, but I found somebody who loved to organize things. And I asked them for one specific thing, organize my supply room, keep it organized and give me a running list of things I need to purchase to keep it supplied well. Eventually they started buying the stuff and just handed me the receipt and I'd reimburse them. <laughs> but I didn't have to worry about that anymore. Um, filling our, our small group leaders bins each week. I had another couple people who one would focus on preschool, one focus on elementary and they prepped all the bins and they made sure everything was copied and cut out. And, and the fact they had people who were cutting things out for them so that all they had to do is grab the stuff and put it in the bins, clean out the stuff from the week before. I didn't have to worry about that. I even had a person that would walk around on Sunday mornings and pick all the bins up for me and put them back in the supply closet. I had somebody who would come around and clean our rooms. We were a small church, but we worked with volunteers and it was amazing how people would step up and step in just because I was finally willing to let go of my pride and say, okay, I need help. And I would ask people and they stepped up and they helped and they served and it kept me from burning out. It turned my world around. So my friends, that's it. Um, those are, I hope, some helpful tips to help you think about ministry burnout and how to avoid it. There's a lot more that we could offer. And if you're concerned, if you're struggling, check out restoringleaders.org. You can get coaching and mentoring. It's all by donation basis. We don't have a set fee for our coaching for that program, but that's all focused on soul care. If you're hurting, if you're struggling with burnout, all of those kind of things, you can get it on a donation basis. If you need leadership coaching, if you need to get organized, if you need to build structures and systems, if you need to work on teams and, and or lesson preparation or any of those kind of things, long-range planning, kmccoach.net. That does have a fee to it, but we make it as affordable as we can. And I'll work with any budget and any leader that desires to improve themselves to make themselves better. Let me just tell you, gang, when you get tired of being overwhelmed and overworked and surviving from Sunday to Sunday, I hope you'll call me. I hope you'll message me and let me serve you and walk with you. I've been there. I've done that. I've burned those shirts because I don't want to go back that way again. I won't ever lead that way again. No way, no how. Uh -uh. I hope that you'll make that determination too. My friends, thanks for listening to this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Again, my name's Tom, and if I can serve you in any way, reach out. I'm praying for you. I love you. I'm cheering you on. Keep storming the kingdom. 
man, we've got so much to do. Don't give up. Don't get weary. Keep going. God's got this. Blessings, my friends. Stay tuned for another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.